Hi, I'm Prophet Nati. Thanks for listening to the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Meditate with us every Monday as we seek to educate you on the latest developments and personal stories of those shaping the cannabis economy across the region. Now here's your program. Welcome to the first episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. I am Prophet Nati, your friendly neighborhood rastaman. Before we start, go grab your spliff, go grab your bong, may have a cup of tea somewhere there, go grab it. I'll wait for you because I have to light my spliff as well. This episode is really meant to answer many questions I have been asked, such as why I got into cannabis, why is there a need for to focus on the Caribbean, and many other questions basically geared towards my journey with cannabis and how we reach here today on the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. So I was like, why not? This is one of the best places to start. It, it will also allow you, the audience, to connect more with me. And in return, I will feel a bit more connected with you. Honestly, I don't really know where to begin because my relationship with cannabis is close to about 10 years old. Actually, it will be 10 years old next year. So I think that is one of my longest standing relationships that I have had to date. And the relationship continues to grow. I guess one of the best places to start will actually be my first high. The first time I got high was a great but not so great experience. This was during my secondary school years. I was probably 14, 15. Yes, I was under Asia this time. Yes, cannabis was illegal. However, that was then, today is now. We do not promote the use of underage cannabis unless authorized by a parent or a guardian. So now that we have that out of the way, let's go. So I remember it the first time and to be honest with you, I was high out of my mind. But it was one of the most liberating experiences I have had. A couple of my brethren and sisters, if I could recall, got together after school and my friend rolled up two fat roll-ons. If you do not know what a roll-on is, in Trinidad and Tobago, persons mainly roll their marijuana onto a cigarette. So we call it a roll-on. So my friend rolls up these two fat roll-ons of bubblegum kush. Where they're smoking, halfway through the first roll-on, I'm not really feeling anything. But by the end, yo, I began tripping, no lie. Like, I began speaking things that I never spoke about before. I just felt like all doors just opened and I don't know if it was the herb speaking or me, but I became a comedian because my friends couldn't catch themselves. They were only laughing every time I, I said something and I remember saying some, some nonsense for real. Like, I remember saying at one point in time, Jack Warner is my father or my uncle or something like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that was um, taking place. So there I am tripping. So I'm like, nah, let me pause. This thing started to hit a little too hard. And I really couldn't make. I also remember that I had to travel home, which was like approximately 40 minutes away at the time. And my friends, they were living a stone's throw away. So they, they could have indulged fully into the two roll-ons and then walked home. I had a different journey to take. So I said, let me pause here 
I got my high. They still went ahead and sparked the second one. But for, for, for the culture, you know, for the boys, for the team, I took two puffs of the second one and then I dipped. And this will actually be my first piece of advice to anybody who is probably thinking about trying cannabis for the first time or you're trying cannabis in a more potent form which is like an edible or capsule start slow and steady you ain't Snoop Dogg you ain't Wiz Khalifa start slow and steady from, from this point on I continue to use herb mainly on a recreational level and the relationship continue to grow Natty and cannabis became synonymous if you saw herb you saw me if you saw me you saw the hoop. That's just how it went. And so much so that during my secondary school years, I remember doing two of two out of my three school-based assessments, which is your SBS or your IAS, on why cannabis should be legal. I guess you could say this was the the start of where my cannabis advocacy began. And what these assignments really helped me realize was that there was little information about cannabis in the Caribbean. And even today, you need to do very thorough research or you actually need to be in the cannabis space to find that information, which is pretty sad because you can search up cannabis in North America, cannabis in Canada, cannabis in any other part of the world and you find it way easier than you find about cannabis research in the Caribbean and we're literally not so far apart from each other so I, would, I always used to wonder why it was so difficult to get information on cannabis across the region these findings then made me or left me rather with more questions than answers so I continued to do my own research and that tied into my own daily use of cannabis which I was becoming more and more conscious of. And I remember one afternoon, I was smoking in my backyard and the blunt started to speak to me. I think everyone who uses cannabis had that moment, like an epiphany, where the blunt was speaking to them. Quote unquote the blunt, not necessarily a blunt, but you know what I mean. So I'm there and I start to think about purpose of life. What is the universe? You know, your, your typical high thoughts, but the typical height was didn't just stop in that moment. It continued. It started a spiral of soul searching and conscious living, which I have cannabis to thank for. And I think this is a common theme with a lot of people where once you are aware of self, you sort of become that authentic self through, through opening up to cannabis. You know, you feel as though the doors open where there's no longer and need to, to just subscribe to your day-to-day living that you once had before or what is the status quo, you know? With this conscious living, I actually was able to cut out some upcoming addictions that I actually felt. Now, during my younger years, I actually indulged in cigarettes as well as alcohol drinking. And I'm not judging anyone, I'm not judging anyone. If you smoke cigarettes, you smoke your cigarettes. It's not the best thing for you, but if that's what you're doing, you go ahead. If you drink your alcohol, that's fine. Just don't overindulge in the alcohol. But my main thing was cutting out these things from my 
from my diet and the only reason I believe I was able to do so was through the use of cannabis. Now we'll probably go into one of the episodes where we'll get to find out how cannabis can actually treat with addictions but that is a story for another day. Now while my incorporating it into my diet now and becoming more conscious i started to drink teas rather than just smoking i started to make oils my own edibles these different things things that allow me to to begin to understand how cannabis can be used differently and not just in the typical manner that i i usually knew it as which was just smoking which by the way people is not the best way to consume cannabis so do find other ways to actually consume cannabis and we will be touching on that in episodes to come so do stay tuned at this point where i become became more conscious i started to educate my peers about it those i had on social media i went on to radio tv many different platforms where i was able to help push the message on the many ways that cannabis is actually useful for our not just the economy on the business level but also how it impacted the day-to-day lives of our citizens why the plant is not evil as people used to make it out to be and really and truly why we, we needed legalized you know now i hope that you have been following along intently reason being i would have just highlighted the diff- many different ways that cannabis can actually impact your life so i would have touched on how it helped me on a recreational level to become more social and vibrant with my friends it allowed me to zero in on my mental state and realize that i wanted more out of more out of life and it also helped me to dive more into spirituality and yourself your inner self and these are things that i credit cannabis for as well as my other day-to-day things that i did now, how does this really translate into creating a regional platform for cannabis? Well, for those that know me, I attended UE. And if you didn't know, now you know. UE is the number one regional institution in the Caribbean. Well, university that is in the Caribbean. And while I was there, I became a regionalist. And a strong desire to see greater collaborations amongst our countries was born for some reason though we are so close it seems like we're so far apart like geographically Grenada is right next door to me Jamaica is two hours away St. Vincent is right there but for some reason it's still, still so difficult to get information from each other so the idea sort of sparked to fill this gap and provide a hub for our regional cannabis community to connect and to really share knowledge to better assist each other. Just as how has CSME, which is our regional market, is how I see or I rather envision our cannabis market to become, or rather we allow cannabis to now penetrate or become part of CSME. So if you are a bartender in Jamaica and you want to relocate to St. Vincent, it should be easy for you to do so. If you are a cultivator in St. Vincent and you want to now go to Barbados or Trinidad to help that industry grow, you should be able to transfer yourself very easily from one nation to the next. So these are the ideas and the thoughts that I had while I was conceptualizing this and thus was born the 
Caribbean Cannabis Channel, where we do regional integration through meditation. And this regional integration through meditation was actually a play on words called regional integration through penetration. And this is a slang at, um, well, as I say, not you, rather, where this is how persons, quote unquote, connected with each other through penetration. And if you're wondering what penetration is, it's sex. Regional integration to penetration is sex. So, currently, uh, we have Jamaica, Barbados, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Antigua and Barbuda, Belize, Bermuda, and Trinidad and Tobago making steps toward cannabis legalization. Some have already decriminalized, some have a working medical industry, and some are focusing on research. Our mission is to educate you on what is happening in these markets as it relates to dispensaries, getting your foot into the cultivating business. We have budding youth who are making steps and bold moves in the cannabis industry across the region. And we'll also be touching on some of the advocacy groups and the groundwork that they are doing. We'll be touching on all of this as well as bringing to you tips and strategies on becoming a more effective cannabis consumer or even cultivator. That's also something that you can look forward to. I hope by the end of this episode you feel a bit closer to your friendly neighborhood Rastaman. So until next time, remember to stay meditated. Hi, give thanks for listening to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Be sure to like, share and follow to stay up to date with all the development and behind the scenes happening across the Caribbean cannabis community. Until next time, remember to meditate and educate.